Have you tuned out of the human status quo? You might not be ready for what's to come. You get born into this fallen world and now the school system, they know of that pure nature of yours and they just clog it up with all of this garbage, you know, like they put the roles, the labels, the you're black, you're white, you're poor, this and that. And it gets clogged up so much that that feeling on the inside, that authentic self, doesn't shine through anymore. Tune in to the frequencies that have the power to transfigure your life. I like your shirt today. Thank you very much. No, you really look good. <laughs> <laughs> and you did your hair again. So, yeah. So you can share it with the, the public. So here we are again having a conversation. And we have a lot to share, I think, again today. A lot. Yeah, this is a very exciting one. Yeah. Very. We wanted to get into authenticity, but in all its form and shape. Mm. Forms and shapes. <laughs> yeah, it's a conversation that we had spontaneously, like as every conversation here, basically. But I remember we were on a walk in the forest and we just start, started talking about authenticity and it was such a good conversation <laughs> and unfortunately we couldn't record it on the spot but uh, since it was such a good conversation we really thought that we had to talk about it again have another conversation and record it for our audience to listen in and hopefully Get, gain some insights on authenticity and what it really means yeah i feel like all our con good the best conversations are always off camera off camera yeah it's true so we need to get into that vibes you mm. know to really share what we share normally within the two of us like here i feel like we we're not cutting out I believe, but it's just more like we're just in it and we dive, you know, deeper and deeper. So, yeah, it's not you. You don't think about time when, yeah. when we talk <laughs> off camera and things like that. Or you don't like you're not aware of an audience. You're not aware of what exact words you need to say, because on this platform, you can even be canceled and stuff <laughs> like that. So it's a different way of sharing in, uh, in yeah. front of camera. But I mean, I think we pretty much get close to what our real conversations are like. We try, we, we try, try, and uh, we are only going to get better, better at that. Definitely. So, yeah, that authenticity. Why did we start talking about that? Because I remember it was about, you know, uh, we talked about the school systems, educations, and how that forms ourselves like since you know um child, uh, childhood you know and so it it got really heated it got not heated but it got like very uh, deep mm -hmm. so what do you want to share on that we always start with the fallen world and this today it's not no different because authenticity is something that is very rare in our to in today's world and very valuable because there are so little um so few authentic people so when you uh, come across someone that is authentic it's like wow it's like a wow experience 
And it might be rare in this fallen world, but in heaven, that's just a lifestyle, that's a culture. Everyone is authentic, everyone is real, everyone is, is themselves, but it's not the case in this fallen world. So that's why it's a very important topic to, to talk about and to remind people of the benefits of authenticity and also what it is and what it does to you and how it uplifts you on, on, a, on a daily basis, basically. Yeah. Um, I feel like we are in an era where a lot of people talk about authenticity. We do share about it. It's harder to find, though people are trying to find themselves a lot more than back in the days, also because of social media, because of all the information that is out, where, out there that allows us to actually question ourselves. But yet you said it's still something very rare to find. So perhaps do you think like the definition of the world of authenticity, how different is it from the heavenly perspective of being authentic? In today's world, authenticity has everything to do with being successful or having that appearance of fame, having that appearance of popularity, of money, of riches and stuff like that. And for that, people just look to people that seem to have made it in this world. And that's what they try to replicate on these social media platforms. So they think they are authentic. It might look like they are authentic, but they are not because they just copied someone else's success or appearance because that that appearance gave them the money that they wanted or so on and so forth so people just follow like literally they push follow and they follow these people to to become like them but that's in this world but in heaven to be authentic you don't look at other people you look within you and this is what people in this fallen world world here are not doing they don't look within they look on instagram they look on youtube or or whatever so that's like already a big shift a big difference yeah so not only in this world um we have a a disrupted vision of what it is to be authentic and we look outwards instead of inwards but also i think we When people talk about being authentic, it's about accepting oneself in its fallen nature. And that for me is the biggest deception and lie one can tell themselves, you know? Because of course we need to be kind of, we are in a world where you need to be inclusive and you need to, you know, everybody needs to relate to what you are sharing kind of or things like that but sometimes it goes to a point where you want to show all your uh, how you say all your faults all your you know we always talk about oh I'm just a human I am not perfect and all these you know things that make you of course relatable but then you settle for that and then people think that's also being authentic 
And of course, it's who you are because you feel like that in that moment. But there's so much more. Like for me, it's always about if you settle for your bad character, like this is just who I am. I, I'm not good with people in the morning and that's who I am. So accept me for who I am. Like, I'm, of course, that person is authentic, kind of, in a certain way, but it doesn't make you in a heavenly way authentic. Do you get where I'm going with this? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like people have accepted the present reality, which yeah. is not the truth. And they base their authenticity based on that present reality. But it's not really, really, really who you are. It's who you are today, which is still not like the real you that you're supposed to be. Because even in books like the Bible, it is said that human beings were created in the image of God. So if you don't reflect God, you are not you. But people embrace that below God version of themselves as themselves and as being authentic. And as, like it's really, really powerful what you said because people then embrace that fallen nature, embrace that fallen state, embrace that fallen version of themselves, and then they share it with others, and others applaud them even. And like, yeah. oh wow, that person is so real. That person is so vulnerable. So, like, you get the most sympathy of people in this world when you are in a fallen state, when you show your flaws, when you show your bad whatever habits that you're dealing with, that's when people are like related like to you and oh yeah, this person is so authentic. But that's the least, like the, the moment that you should be the least empathic with someone because that's like the furthest away from the true self the, the, that, they, the, that they really are. Mm. So it's a very powerful um, perspective you shared there, definitely. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like you come complacent with where you are, and you say complacent, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like you become complacent with where you are, and when people share their authentic self based on your on a fallen nature, that's when you stay kind of stuck. It doesn't allow you to really grow. When those who are like seeking for more, seeking for greatness, seeking for perfection. Because in this world we say, well, nothing is perfect. So you can't seek for, for perfection, you know. And that is a lie because making perfection your goal is allowing you to grow all the time. You know, it doesn't mean that you will always be perfectly perfect in that moment. But since you are seeking that, that makes you actually perfect because you are aligned with that state. And that is where you're growing towards to. And yeah, when you talk like that, certain people will say, oh, who do you think you are? Like, nobody's perfect. Like, it's just, again, a mentality and a mindset of, I don't want to seek perfection. A lot of people share their flaws and it's okay. So this is this allows me to stay where I am. It makes excuses for me to not go further and to to say well everybody is doing that so whatever. But it is at the same time it's like for instance somebody who a person who is chubby who 
you're like a little bit overweight and you don't feel comfortable with yourself, you know, you don't feel comfortable with yourself and you know there is a change that needs to be made. So you perhaps you start making that change, but then you would maybe get on, I don't know, a profile or somebody that's all like totally embracing, you know, being overweight and eating whatever and not taking care of their body. And then you're like, oh, well, oh, today it's all about self-acceptance. It's about accepting myself for who I am, for my present fallen state. Like they don't say it that way, but it's actually what it means. So you do that, you try to force yourself into an authentic self, but deep down inside, are you really happy with that body weight about what you're seeing in the mirror or how you're feeling? Because I feel like there's like this concept of being positive and, you know, uh, doing your affirmations and telling yourself and like starting to embrace that and feeling... And it's good because it's a good step. You need to be there in order to grow. You know, you need to get to that place where you're not like um, convicting yourself for being that way. You know, you need to say, okay, this is where I'm at. I need to embrace that this is the body that I have. But am I really happy? Am I really satisfied? You know, instead of just like, making it beautiful on the surface is your inside and you know your yeah your inside the same as what you're portraying on the outside does it make sense what 100%. i'm saying 100 it's it's like people are trying to to polish uh, their fat basically yeah like let's get <laughs> to the point like in the example of being overweight like it's also unhealthy and all of that i mean if we have to compete convince people about it like i can't we can't help them <laughs> so there's just certain things like that where we said like we we talked about people embracing a fallen state of themselves it can be their body being overweight it can be it can be their their men mental or psychology like you're always negative always bad thoughts like you have all these crazy ideas in your mind whatever like that's also a fallen state like you have all these form forms of of the fallen state and people, instead of changing that, instead of becoming who they really are, made in the image of God, they just stay there, as you said, and they're polishing that. They're embracing that and they make it look beautiful, but it's not. Mm -mm -mm. So they, they, that's where they go into affirmations, they go into all of these things to validate their fallen state, actually. And then they look for a community for other people to validate their state with them. And that's where they stay just there. And yeah, again, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like a fallen state can only be authentic in hell, if you think about it. In heaven, that's not authentic. But the fact that people are trying to validate a fallen state and to authenticate the fallen state, it already shows you who you are and where you are at, like where you are located. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's just impossible to believe that you can get to a point where you are truly happy and embracing that. Because there was a thought before, like maybe, okay, I need to lose weight or I need to change my character. You know, you feel like this disconnection between your what you're feeling, who you are, what you're saying. And then 
you don't know what to do about it. That's the, the, the problem that most people don't know what to do about these things. But then, yeah, they get the community or people that have embraced, that have normalized it. So now they can relate. And so that's actually keeping you uh, from truly growing and getting to your true authentic self, you know. And like talking about authenticity, like we started this conversation also by saying, what is authenticity? I mean, we, we got into it a little bit now. And um, then we also talked about when we had that conversation, why are people not authentic in today's world? And I think that was like one of the main points that made that conversation we had very like active and very passionate because it's really a deep thought. Do you want to go into that? Uh, go on. <laughs> it was basically we were talking about the the different cells in society like people have a hard time to be authentic in today's world in this fallen world because it has been designed for you to not be authentic so by from the moment people are born they're born into a cluster into a fallen world like literally you are born into a fallen world where everything is designed for you to not be authentic why because there are fallen roles that are there, there are fallen positions, there are fallen examples, and they don't allow you to be creative and to create your own authenticity coming from within. But they put you in this fallen world and they make you choose what is already there on the plate. And we talked about the school system, for example, the education system, because that's also something that starts very early on. I mean, we can also go into family later, but let's start with the education system where we all know these high school movies where there are literally roles like these people are actors in these high school movies or high school series or whatever and you always have the class clown you always have that uh, that that popular girl the popular, popular girl boy. that is a cheerleader and the hottest girl whatever you have the the equivalent of that as a guy which is the captain of the baseball team or football team or whatever and then you have the nerds that study, study, study. Then you have the bullies of the schools that just beat up everyone and so on and so forth. And then you also have that invisible kid kind of that is a genius, but is just too shy to show it. And that's the kid that always gets bullied. And then you also have the, um, the special class or the special needs class where all the students go or all the kids that have problems to to concentrate at school they have problems to to study properly they have problems with respecting authority as the teacher it's basically just because they are smarter than the teacher and that's why they are cancelled right we know that very well and so you have all these different roles right so it is shown in a movie it is shown in a series but it's also life itself like it is a reality like if our audience would go within themselves and reflect on their childhood they could point out like for every world like if we tell them think about your class clown back in the day who was it they there is someone that pops up in your mind and that already shows you that that's how deeply you have been put into this fallen world and pushed into these roles in boxes into these boxes and 
that's already where your authenticity is taken away because who says that these are all the roles that exist? Maybe you are someone that is not part of these roles. Yeah. As simple as that. But since these are all the roles that have been shown and presented to you, you're made to choose. You're made to fit into one of these boxes. And if you don't, that's why they had to create the special needs class where all the rebels go, where all these kids go that don't fit in, <laughs> that are like Crazy. not rulable. We can't manage you. You don't fit into our, our cluster. So we just throw you away. We can't deal with you. So they just throw you in prison, which is that special needs class that, that they have prepared for, for such kids. And that's where you have like basically all the, the future rebels of society, and these people that think outside of the box yeah. already then. And because you think outside of the box, you are put outside of the box into that, into that special class. Yeah. For me, it's really, of course, it's already an agenda that has been set since the beginning. It was there before. Like you have these specific boxes for each like personality type that's there. And we talked about because I had a conversation with a woman once that shared with me that these special classes are, they were made like literally for these people that you can't control, these children that are outside the box. Like it starts early. Like they're just like, they can't concentrate because they, well, they like to play. They like to be adventurous. They like to, you know, be creative. And so because they are disrupting the class because they don't want to listen to whatever, they are immediately put in that section or you're a little bit more slow to learn or all of these things. And the fact that you're being put there, like there's a coda, like there are classes that are made, like you need to, um, this was very shocking to me when I heard this, you need to, like professors are like being um, told like at the beginning of each year or when they start, I guess, their 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 teaching whatever uh, careers they need to at the end of the year or when this is happening they need to find these kids because these are classes that perhaps the government is paying for or like whatever so they need to fill these classes up because these people that think outside of the box I, I see it this way these people that think outside of the box we need to put them in a class and we need to like slow them more down you know we need to treat them as if they are like you know um i mean there are kids that do have um mental issues or like there are like these handicaps or that exists also but most times like there, there's special schools for that and i understand that but sometimes these classes are, it's not about being mentally ill. It's not about having a handicap. It's literally just having like, I don't know, concentration problems or, you know, like you said before, the rebels and everything. So they already know that this is a category that's going to arise. So you need to put them in that box so that you can keep them slow. And you can make them believe from an early age that they have a problem. That the way they think outside of the box, it's not normal. So that when they grow up, they're like kind of stuck because they don't fit in, you know. So if they don't like have the willpower or if they don't like have an education or like the character that comes with it in, in the future that will say, hey, 
yeah, I think outside outside of the box because I am not like these kids because I am meant to actually change the world. I am meant to actually make a difference. But that's also something that's crazy because we never know if this is going to happen because these classes are actually there to prevent you from getting to that point. And yeah, that was the whole conversation. And we were just like, oh my God, like shocked to see that this is really what is happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really the, the crazy, like, it's just a crazy, like when we say fallen world, like we mean it in every sense of the word, like it's fallen and everything is designed to make you fall and to keep you on the ground, to keep you low, to keep you below and everything. Like it's fallen, everything is fallen. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me because they have designed a system for the future geniuses, for the future world changers, for the future leaders, for the future like kids and leaders that really want to do something, that want to be creative. They have designed that cell, they have designed that class to take them out of them. Can you like can you imagine That's how crazy. fallen the, 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 the thing is? And as you said, like it's really that they put them into into that class to make them believe that they're nothing, that they're zero, that they're unintelligent, dumb, slow, stupid, ugly, like everything, everything. And I mean I remember uh, back in the days, like there were classes like that at, at our school and they wanted to put me in there as well, where they don't learn anything you know like it's it's not even the the learning is slower but they just do dumb stuff like literally wow. they just watch movies like that or they just go outside playing all the time like the, 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 there is no class there's no education happening wow. like they don't educate your mind on anything they just let you lose you know and it's like re pretty much they also like have uh, given um, given up hope on you like they don't try even yeah. you know they just say yeah special class and then they just leave you alone you you watch movies you go out in the park but there's no communication of 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 knowledge of of something why because they want to keep your your mind sm uh, your mind small so they don't feed it with with anything with anything it's crazy yeah they also then share that with the parents like they call in the parents and like try to tell the parents okay your kid is not you know smart enough or your kid is a little bit slow so we're thinking about putting him in that class and in certain countries and we know it most of these children that are put there are also like uh foreigners you know the blacks <laughs> the arabs the you know all of these people mm. and most of the time where we come from it's like these parents don't necessarily understand what's going on or they don't have like the language to really you know get what what's going on so they are using that also they are using uh the barrier of languages or like um yeah um, families that come from other places to to put them there as well you know and so that's the whole system that's behind it and, and when you think about it if you really see it it's very cruel like you're you are how do you say yeah preventing a kid from having the right 
school education. I mean, it happens also with the normal classes, obviously. But since these kids already chose their box, their cell, basically, it's okay, you know, because the normal education system will just take care of them and kill their creativity, kill everything that needs to be killed because they're an easy process, you yeah. know. But when they say special class, it's kids that need special attention to be destroyed, actually. Yeah. Because they are too, you know, too active and too outside of the box. So they need special attention to be destroyed. Wow. So that's like the, the even yeah. the meaning behind special needs. Yeah. You have the special class and then you have the like those who are in the normal class. Mm. But even then you have like the categories already set. There's not a lot of choice. They, they, there's just like the the main jobs that you would find everywhere. And that's the career path that you need to take. I remember growing up, like, yeah, there there are so many other things that I wanted to do that I didn't see. Like, where where's where do I fit in? Like, this is not what I want to do. Like, I don't see myself, perhaps, um, for instance, working in a in a in a in an office. I just never saw myself doing that, and there was no option for me. I needed to find the right schools that would allow me to live my dreams i would i needed to make the effort to to go beyond what was being given to me in that moment so if you're not if you don't have the character or the desire that's really like within you to to look for more you can so easily stay stuck there you know and that's really what the system wants you to to believe and to be at Yeah, definitely. And the fact is like getting back to authenticity. So you're being given either you're being put in a special class or you're being given only the few options that are out there. So no matter the desire that you really have, you need to like kind of kill it because you need to choose. You need to choose something now and you need to because depending on which school system you are in you need to go in like a certain direction to to be in the field that that's more aligned with who you are with who they say you should actually be so then already you're like you start with a basis where you're not authentic because you had to accept uh, a career a path a job that wasn't initially inside of you So that already destroys the authentic cells within you. So you can imagine if you if it starts early on, how many people are not authentic and people can say what they want, but it goes so much deeper. That's that's exactly the thing where it starts at birth almost. So your entire life that you're living It's a fake life. It's a fallen life. And people don't even realize it. And since they haven't seen anything different, for them, it's it's the truth. It's reality. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. It's like you're born into a fallen bubble and you just never get out of it. And everything that happens within that bubble is just how it is. It's just the truth is just real. And this is so so crazy and sad. And then we, we also said before that it starts even earlier than school. It starts in families, especially, because if your parents haven't been able to leave that fallen bubble, leave that that configuration of the fallen world, 
for they they are going to continue to see it as the truth and if they see it as the truth they are going to teach it to their children as well mm -hmm. so already from your parents it is it's passed on and then you go to the school it's passed on to you there as well and then the worst as you said before like the school and the parents collaborate together to put you down because the teachers have so much authority like when the teacher invites the parents to have these like discussions and and yearly evaluations about about the progress of, of their child like they hold a lot of authority because basically also like that's another point the education system becomes like the parent of the child because parents like if you if you take a day parents are off to work they don't spend time with their kids right so the parenting is also done by the by the by the public school system or by the government basically yeah so that's why they also have that authority because hey i can tell you about your child because i spent more time with your child than you so the parents the biological ones have to have to consider what the teachers are saying because they weren't there so yeah. whatever happens they have to believe it and most of the times like the kids when they say something to their parents at home they're also not believed because yeah they're just a kid they don't understand the situation and the kid can say yeah i didn't feel good they just talked about this thing i i don't agree i don't understand and most kids are just going to hear listen to your teacher listen to this listen to that like be a good kid be disciplined don't don't disturb the class or whatever don't ask too many questions that's even the worst one like you're there to learn but people tell you don't ask any questions like how am i supposed how to learn if, if i don't if i don't ask questions wow. like all, all of these crazy things yeah. so yeah the fallen world system like it's 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 everywhere it's everywhere it's crazy it's everywhere and it starts like we said since like you're born because you're born in this society that's already predefined in certain ways and like you said before then families also agree to that because that's also true to them and that's why today more than ever again i guess because of social media and because of the information that's out there there are more and more people um seeking for themselves like seeking like their authentic self like so many people have had there are i mean i know of people that have been searching like have been doing a career for so long and then they get to a point where they they question now oh my gosh like i'm not happy anymore what do i want to do who am i it can be at 30 it can be at 40 it can be at 50 even 60 you know people are like trying to figure out who they are and it can happen at 60 as well because perhaps you have been having the same career career for such a long time and now you get to maybe retirement and then you're like oh my god who am i actually who am i what am i going to do if i don't have this career if i don't have these things because along the way you were predefined you went into uh, a career or a category that was given to you and those were your options uh you tell yourself that you love this job or that you yeah you 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 love what you do but i don't know i'm not sure that most people would actually say that they do love the jobs that they do so what i'm 
where I'm getting with this is so now we are at a point where these are the reasons why at one point in your life when you actually like realize certain things if you get that light bulb <laughs> switched on where people start like wanting to rediscover themselves and that's a big thing in today's um, world so what do you have to do to get to rediscover yourself when everything has been predefined either by your education by society and all of that it's it's really a tough one because again like the, there is already so many things that we have said in this conversation and most people already know sadly they they won't even get it they won't dig deeper into the things that we have said but again just the entire way this system this fallen world is set up it makes it so difficult for you to actually get out because because things that seem normal are fallen it's like you're not going to question that the sky is blue it has been blue ever ever since you could see ever since you you were conscious or aware of the sky it was it was that same color mm. and if someone would just tell you hey the sky is actually green or red it would just be crazy right and it's in, it's in the same way that people's perception of their personality of themselves you have always seen yourself in a certain way according to the fallen standards that it's so difficult to actually question what seems just normal what seems just so solid so it's actually a very very tough um, assignment because basically discovering yourself or being authentic should be a natural process right like you don't struggle for for that in 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 the ideal world or in heaven let's say <laughs> But what the fallen world now is doing and what we have trying to be be talking about here is that you come as a pure being when you when you get born. You come as yourself. You come from heaven. You come with all of the creativity that you have, the imagination, the desires, the dreams and everything. And that's why kids dream because it comes from somewhere. You, you, you came like a package to this earth with yourself trapped on the inside. And now you have to do things that that self that is within you comes out it can be education it can be of course like the family it can be like uh, when i say family i mean love like a loving environment that appreciates you that actually sees you and that encourages you to express what is inside of you because they see it right so that's like the, the conditions that would be ideal for someone to then express themselves so since that's not the case for most of, of the people or everyone, I can almost say, the opposite happens. You get born into this fallen world and now the school system, they know of that pure nature of yours and they just clog it up with all of this garbage, you know, like they put the roles, the labels, the, you're black, you're white, you're poor, this and that. And it gets clogged up so much that that feeling on the inside that authentic self doesn't shine through anymore and you're not feeling it anymore because it's just like clocked up with all kinds of stuff but with time as you were saying before it can be 30 40 50 60 whatever even 70 with time from time to time that spark that you have on the inside tries to shine through again and that's then when you have to catch it 
and that's how you start the journey of um, rediscovering yourself and re-becoming yourself if that's even a word but you have to re-become who you were in the beginning when you were born and it starts with that spark that you that you notice along your 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 lifetime because again like it's really by the grace of god and it's a godly thing because no matter how much crap is around you that spark is still there you know and it can also be felt obviously the more crap you have on around you the more difficult it's going to be to to sense that spark but it's still powerful enough to be noticed in one way or another it's just the less crap you have the more present that spark is going to be so when people they have a moment where they do an activity that fills them with so much joy that's where they might notice that spark when you hang out with certain people that encourage you to be creative and all of that that's when you might feel that spark and these are the moments where you have to be very attent um, attentive to like why did i feel so good just because i kicked the ball around like football soccer players it's a crazy thing so you have to question that happiness like i don't usually feel that happy or i don't usually feel that much love or that much joy or whatever that feeling is and you have to go deeper into that and usually it's connected to your surroundings to to an environment to people or it's connected to to an activity and whenever you feel that spark that happiness that 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 deep sense of fulfillment and bliss you have to hold on to that capture that moment and you have to go on a journey questioning that feeling why did i feel like that where does it come from what were the conditions i were i was in that that thing arised and then little by little you will go you will get closer to the source which is the true you the authentic you that you were in the beginning when when you were born and that's where the journey starts and then obviously there are so many things tools that can help that but people have to start with that spark of light of awareness to then go down that rabbit hole and and really yeah discover their authentic self yeah like you said before it's really about awareness being attentive to that spark it can happen also in conversations sometimes we have conversations with people and then they start talking about a passion of theirs and they they just start to light up and then we see that joy that spark but then a week later you talk to that same person again and the person is still saying yeah i don't know what to do with my life and you're like but we talked about it last week and you you saw yourself doing that thing and you had so much joy and that's where it becomes like difficult again like how aware are you of that spark and also understanding why is it so important to hold on to that why is it so important to find that because that spark as you said will make you go down that rabbit hole of questioning your deepest desires to get to your true authentic self but then again i said that same person that had that spark a week later is like already has already forgotten that and then maybe it happens that you can remind that person so it comes back or maybe that person would be like 
oh no, well, it was just a, you know, a thought or it was just an idea. Like, I'm not going to do this now. Like, I I've spent too, too many years doing the same thing. Like, they people, I feel like there's, there's this limiting belief that stops them from going further, from actually like, yeah, embracing that spark that they have just received or that joy or what he has created in them or the visions that it actually gave them, you know? And so my question in this is why would you say it's so important for them to, to actually get back to their authentic self? And why is it important to not dismiss and neglect that spark, no matter how old you are, no matter how far you have come, you know, even if it, you have like built your entire business on a thing and you're like, oh no, I can't change now, you know, there are like different categories of people that bring these excuses into the, the reason why they can't get back to that spark, which will yeah um lead them to their authentic self definitely like as you said like there are so many excuses that people make and they're really excuses and it's just like very difficult as we said in the beginning because like the years like the when when you are brought up these are the years where you are the most passionate the most creative the most happy the most careless like you you don't worry about stuff as a kid right and that's where you can create the most actually so they take that period of time where you have so much energy so much passion and they destroy you there and then they create a life for you like uh, adulthood the teenage years and things like that where you're just caught up in in this fallen world and then by the time you get old, by the time things slow down again, you have more time or more space for that spark to, to show up again because you are less busy, because you are less stressed in that sense, right? And that's when the spark resurfaces again. And that's why they call it midlife crisis and whatever names they give it to. It. But it's really that because you have lived enough unconsciously and now since like slowly you you go to retirement things slow down a little bit and usually when things slow down you start to get into a meditative state a little bit right and that state uh, allows the spark to show up and that's where then people start questioning themselves but the system um, has been designed in a way where that spark only shows up at 40 maybe 60 maybe 70 at least when you go get close to to retirement because by the time you realize that spark for the first time maybe it's already too late like they have sucked out the life energy of 60 years of your life so you don't have even the energy or the passion or the the conviction or courage anymore to pursue that spark and that's where people um, at that stage of their life are so depressed and that's why you have that midlife crisis because you get to that point you realize that spark you feel so good and at the same time you also realize I don't have the energy anymore I have a family now I have to take care of my family I have that career I have a reputation I can't just throw it out of the window and you, ha you have that conflict 
you see your real self and you see all the limitations or the fallen life that you have built for yourself that you know that I'm going to lose a lot because you have felt that spark for the first time and you are not sure about it. It takes faith, like you have never felt like mm. that. So it's like an unknown journey. And what you have already built, even though you were never happy, feel safe because you know what it is. It made you money, it brought your family or whatever. So people are, are really stuck at that point. Obviously, like if you really want to go on that journey, you, you have to just be courageous. You have to have faith. You have to look at people that were maybe in the same situation as you and that actually did it. Like you have to find guides, you have to find mentors, you have to find people that that will encourage you on that path to to really get out of it yeah. i think there's also something that we did not mention because of all of these predefined boxes and cells that we have been put in since a young age is also to to understand that most things also need to be unlearned in order for you to get to that point because now we touched on people that get that spark later on like in their 60s or 70s but what about those like who get it like earlier but still have have this like limiting belief or like the the the, the programming that has been put there yeah by society education and and family exactly like on learning is also one of these steps that someone needs to take once they have felt that spark again once they are aware of that spark and again it's such a long journey because the the fallen system has been designed so well that once you realize that spark once you're aware of it it becomes just so difficult like your ideas are so rigid like for 40 years you have never been creative you, are, you have never maybe started a business a project you have never done something according to the real you that like it's just like overwhelming you know like beyond overwhelming because all you know is the fallen stuff and to unlearn that to know to learn something that you have never experienced it just feels um, impossible obviously it's not impossible it can be done at any stage of life even at 60 70 whatever but again the the older you get the more time passes the more you have spent in the fallen world the more difficult it's going to become to escape it and to really discover yourself and to live heaven on earth a heavenly lifestyle where you are happy every day where you live according to your authentic self and you really do the things that you want to do it's, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. And again, if you want to get to that point, if you have that light bulb that, you know, that has been put on and you have that spark and it's really, you have that enlighten, enlightenment that this is what you have to do now. I guess, yeah, there's a process of unlearning certain things. So also, yeah, learning new things, new ways of, of like you said before, courage, belief, trust, hope that all of this is possible for yourself and then also know that it will take courage because you will have to face the adversities you will have to um, face the challenges because already in the fallen world no matter what you do in life you have challenges depending on where you 
way where you are at, depending on your state of being, your awareness of yourself and of the environment around you. But when you go even like against the mainstream, um, how do you say, agenda, kind of the mainstream, you say like that, huh? <laughs> the mainstream, yeah, agenda or like systems of this world when you go against all of the systems that have been put there and been programmed uh, for you that's where you might also face more challenges because you're going not only against like society's norms but you might also go against your f education in your family you know you might also go against yeah all of these beliefs that you had uh, growing up so that takes a lot of courage and yeah hope to get to that point but again if there's like this fire that f this fuel 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 i can't say this word <laughs> that yeah that's inside of you that should really like encourage you to to move forward and to to live that authentic self because well even if you realize that at 60 years and you still have maybe i don't know 20 30 years to to live at least you say hey i gave it a fair shot like i tried my best to to go back to finding me and i got a taste of of heaven or i got a taste of what my life could be and you don't necessarily have to have regrets because you know, for 60 years, maybe you haven't done that. But you can say, okay, for the next 20, 30 years, well, I'm going to give my all and I'm going to live this life. And again, we talk about purpose, purpose and authenticity and being aligned with yourself to, to experience this life to the fullest, even at that age. Yeah, we have talked about authenticity also when we talked about how to make genuine connections, for example. So there are definitely... Mean that's why authenticity is really like the the foundation the foundation block for for your life like everything stands and falls with authenticity if you're not authentic your relationships are not going to be good you're not going to be healthy because you're going to be depressed because you're doing the wrong thing like authenticity is really like the a cornerstone of of a, of a heavenly life and yeah I mean, the earlier you know what it is, the earlier you discover it, the better it's going to be for people. And maybe just to add some practical steps to this conversation as well. I mean, we have given a lot, but yeah, people <laughs> want it in a certain format. It's really to, as we said, to discover that spark. Like if you have it in your teenage years, even the better, like act upon it right then. So you have to be aware of, of that spark. And then once you have found that spark, you also have to give it the conditions to be more present. Like that means that if you have like a candlestick and it, it lights up a little bit, you can't put it in water because it's going to be uh, turned off. So a candlestick, as you said, needs fuel, right? So it needs petrol, it needs oil, it needs something that helps it burn even more. Yeah. So once you find that spark, find an environment that fuels that, that, that spark. We talked about people, people that believe in you, people that see you for who you are, people that do 
what you aspire to do as well. Like put yourself in a community uh, of people that that believe in you, that root for you, that want you to see succeed in 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 your authentic version of yourself, and also your surroundings. Again, it might be like it it it. It, there are so many different levels to that. Like it can also be physically where maybe the, the city that you were born in doesn't fit you anymore. There are so many different things, but you just have to find an environment and environments that help that spark to, to grow. So these are like very important steps. And then also you have to, yeah, ideally find people that have done what you want to do in a certain way so that you can like um, shortcut the um, how do we call it the, the learning process for you basically yeah so you can just short that uh, cut that short and by following someone else's template that they already found that will increase the um, the no that will speed up your your process basically and yeah by that time you're already doing what you're supposed to do and then obviously you can expand that you can in, evolve in in different ways and so on and so forth but i would really say once you discover that spark people have to create the environments to keep that burning and to to increase that 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 fire and things pretty much will fall into place from from that point because again you are intelligent like your your source the 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 person that you really are is intelligent is wise because you come from heaven like that's where we also talk about natural gifts and talents no one taught you that you you just know how to do that thing and your authentic self is the same it already knows stuff so you just have to allow it to be expressed and you just have to fuel it you just have to give it a fertilizer to grow and as it grows, that 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 wisdom will also grow with it, and you will just know what to do, who to connect with, and so on and so forth. I love it. I love what you just said. Your authentic self, your authentic self already knows, you know, mm -hmm. what needs to be done, what you what you want to do, and that's that's beautiful, beautifully, beautifully said. Oh my gosh! Um, since we are all about bringing back heaven on earth and transfiguration how can we just give a few words to get into one's heavenly self yeah that's the thing like this journey to to transfiguration is so vast meaning that like from the fallen world to a transfigured state there are like universes in between you know what i mean and then when you travel at the speed of light then it goes fast right but it really takes something i mean it's possible and, and all of that but people have to really realize like even what we have shared so far that's just to be naturally authentic it's is still your natural self we're talking about you're not talking about transfiguration yet it's just you being born as a human doing what you're supposed to do yeah. and then again that human can be changed in form can be changed in 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 nature 
where you stop being human but you become a heavenly self so that's another transition that's another kind of growth so there are so many different levels within this but yeah to be heavenly basically just to give to give it um, a foundation it's all about the state of being basically like it's when your state of being evolves and is transformed and is changing because humans do things heavenly beings are things or are someone and that's a big difference so when as a human you are put in the fallen world and you are trying to rediscover yourself to do something to be authentic to to do what you're supposed to do it's still mainly on the doing things you're still very much focused on what you're doing what you have the lifestyle that you have maybe the things that you can acquire and so on and so forth but you're not questioning yet am i human and that leads you into another rabbit hole where there you can grow into different levels of existence so it's not just like living but it's existing in different forms in different natures in different as a different species altogether you really become a new creation it's not like that natural human routes to discover who you are even if it is authentic and even if it is good as god designed you to be but it's beyond that even yeah i can give a, an example quickly because we also talk always about our uh, seven heavenly values which are the seven spirits of god so for instance a humanly person would in order to 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 find peace they would do meditation they would do yoga they would do all of these practices go to the mountain because they need to do certain things to experience peace but a heavenly being has done enough of that and also and actually becomes peace so wherever you are no matter what you do you are peace you don't need to do certain things in order to to have peace because you are peace so that's the difference that's the difference it's, yeah it's the really human and the heavenly being yeah it's really powerful it's really the difference between having and being yeah. like some people have peace other people are peace exactly and basically if you want peace you invite that person or that being that is peace for you to have peace so that's like a, a, a whole different level <laughs> and um, that's why i was saying like some people they live like they simply exist but other people give life you know because they are life so that's like the one of the big shifts that 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 separates the human reality the human nature and the, the heavenly nature yeah we can go hours even talking just about that i was like okay now it's getting yeah. even more interesting <laughs> yeah, but definitely. yeah let's let's stop it here for today and mm. of course we we will get more into it so yeah if you love this conversation if you have questions if you have insights comments um some things that you didn't understand that you would love us to maybe get more yeah more specific into like don't hesitate like just comment uh in the comment section and like this video share it with whoever needs to hear this and of course subscribe to our channel to yeah just be locked into our 
transfigured frequencies. That's about it. Wonderful. Take care, guys. <laughs>